Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, the Kaiser. Yes, I'm bringing it back. The Kaiser, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined. Uh, I've got some of the best cynics, um, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. I would say the best. Some of them are good, um, certainly. Uh, no, I'm, I'm to my right hand side, uh, right hand side of the father, um, which is a again off to a bad start. We've, we're off. It seems only to be when you're here, but <laughs> that's when you're here. Right, it's only ever when he's here. Um, but Chris Bowd, hello, welcome. Beardo, Beardo Bowdy, we've decided to call you. Tweet is Beardo Bowdy. Um, <laughs> Beardo Bowdy, is it? <laughs> Beardo Bowdy. Uh, joined by Chris Bowd. Hello, Chris Bowd. Hello. Good to hear from you. Um, to my left hand side, uh, the, the handsome one, the the the, the Kingslayer, um, which is oh, thanks, Chris. You're so nice. Oh, see, you see, Kieran is technically sitting to my left hand side. So yeah, Kieran is the Kingslayer now. All of a sudden, uh, Kieran Han. Good evening. Good evening. Um, did your mum get my message from the other pod the other day? By the way, did she mention that? She mentioned that she got mentioned, but I don't think she quite understood what the mention was. Good. And tell her not to go, tell her not to go back and re, don't dig in it, re, re- rethink about it. Um, Housewife's favourite, the owl. Um, he hates the, the maestro. It was the, the maestro at one one the, time. The, the maestro. But yes, I'm here enjoying the tea. Very happy to be here. I think I'm going to predict this is going to be the best podcast of the season. Just like your coupons on a Saturday afternoon, I'm sure that's absolutely bullshit. Um, yeah, but because full know, of optimism before kickoff, full of optimism before kickoff, uh, and Stoke will do us out of the best podcast. And Bowd seems to be walking around the room like he's fucking I'm like Frank, Frank Sinatra, <laughs> a, a, a charity function. It's <laughs> informal, I mean? guys. Just enjoy yourselves, Just loosen ha- up, having a good time. That's what it's all about. Um, we should open by talking about uh, the release of the supplement, um, which is. A massive labour of love from every one of the contributors and writers, and we thank them all um, for for taking part in it. You can get it downloaded. Uh, is it downloaded, Bouds? Or are we doing that yet? Is it PDF yet? <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so uh, clearly it's not downloaded. But yep. y- you've done the first one. The first one's downloaded. First one's done. Um, and this is the fifth, fourth, fourth. Uh, thank you for the correction. Um, so check it out. Ninety-minutecynic.com. It's a cacophony of interesting and exciting articles that aren't just focused on Celtic. There's um, th- this... Uh, mostly on Celtic. Mostly on Celtic. But um, there's it's a political flavour. 
Um, there's stuff about the Green Brigade, some people's opinions, some people's thoughts. You might agree with them, you might disagree. Tweet us at 90 Minutes Cynic and let us know. Uh, Louis, you've actually put yourself down to write something for next week, uh, next month. Um, regret it already? or uh, No, no. We'll see if it actually comes to, well, to fruition. But, um, being publicised now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's in the public domain. You have to do it. Yeah, I'm going to write something for the next one. Good. Remember, all the, I wrote that thing on Thomas Brolin that time. <laughs> wasn't part of the supplement, but it was brilliant. Why don't uh, Why don't we all get involved? Uh, writing Thomas Brolin articles. Yeah, for the next supplement. That's our theme. <laughs> Thomas Brolin. Wow. Um, if you're a Thomas Brolin enthusiast, uh, tweet us at Ninety Minute Cynic. Um, except when he was at Crystal Palace. Um, I, just when he was at Parma. Fine. So. That's fine. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. But no, 90minutecynic.com is just sitting like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> 90minutecynic.com for the supplement. Check it out. If you're interested in writing, if you want to DM us on Twitter, um, you know, you obviously have to let us know, you know, because if you're rubbish, we're not going to. It's quality control, people. It's, qu- it's QA. Quality assurance. Control the insurance. CA. Control assurance. <laughs> Off to a bad start. Um... Yeah, so we've got a few things we want to talk about. We want to uh, look back at the Partick Thistle game. We want to look ahead to the Stana game. Um, we're going to have an overview of kind of just some of the games in the Scottish Premier Premiership uh, because a lot of stuff happened uh, <laughs> with the rivals that you know, obviously with, with, with the rivals within the league. Um, and we've got some news as well. But obviously, the game that kind of is most relevant to us most recently is the Celtic game against Partick Thistle. Bowd, we, my opinion is we had one eye on Wednesday and maybe that's why we didn't perform at as high a level as we usually do. Would you agree? Would you disagree? What are your overall thoughts? I there was an element of that. I think there was also an element of just Partick Thistle doing really well. Okay. Um, which disappointed me because I was watching the game uh, with a pair of Jags, so I was hoping we'd just pump them and I could laugh at them. But um, <laughs> okay, that's yeah. I take pleasure in other people's pain. When one of them leaves, um, is that like a jag off? Yes, <laughs> was indeed a jag off. Yeah, we should have our own show um, based on puns. Uh, so uh, it finished one nil. Uh, what did you think of the performance overall? Was it a lack of? Was it one eye on Wednesday? There was probably an element of that. Um, we also, previously when we've we've played without a striker as such, um, if Griffiths has then came on, it's made a big difference. This time, I don't feel it made as much of a difference. We did dominate and control the game for most of it, although towards the end, actually, Partick Vessel were obviously uh, trying to get an equaliser. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think I would say we played, or individual play, players played really poorly. I'm trying to think if there's any exceptions to that, but I think we, I, as you say, I think we were maybe a gear down from, from our best. Yeah. Um, and part uh, of that's just going to be, you're going to have games throughout the season where that will happen, but also, yeah, Astana, every qualifier is the biggest game of the season until the next, but obviously this is to get into the Champions League proper, so it's... Yeah, it's the main one. It's the big one. It's the, you know, it's the national. Um, <laughs> Louis, um, what are your kind of thoughts on? Uh, do you think, we, in terms of how kind of the final, the th- the final third? Chris makes the comment about you know not playing without a striker. James Forrest again was kind of given the the role of, you know, it's not necessarily a number nine because he drifts. You think that's going to be a problem with us moving forward? 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think I, I ever expected it to be as much of a problem, but I feel as if we've not been coping very well without uh, a recognised striker recently. I know at times James Forrest has done all right, but I think there is a massive difference in in shape when Griffiths is introduced, when he comes on as a sub. You immediately see that players... Um, Players just have a better understanding of where they should be, and my my worry is that not not even so much James Forrest and the fact that he's playing in a position that he doesn't, you know, he's not used to. It's the other players that yeah. don't have, you know, their games are based around having someone up front that they can they a, can like focal to. point, a focal yeah. point, if you will. Not, I I, I think sometimes <clears throat> when we say focal point, some you know people might think you know a big it's, guy it's, up, it's not yeah. a case of just pinging it up to him to hold up. That's not really how Griffiths plays, and it's not. It's you know Dembele doesn't always play like that either, but um, I think it's we we definitely look a better team when we've got a striker, even if it's just a bit of a kind of placebo, a bit of a you know it's just a confidence thing. If if we don't have a striker and we're worried about that, it can maybe creep into the players' minds a bit. So I think certainly going into the Astana game, we have to make sure we've got a striker, um, and hopefully Lee, Lee Griffiths is fit. James Forrest has had a a few good chances um, when he's been playing up front, but he's not really stuck them away. But then he's not going to be that kind of clinical player in front of goal that we we kind of need. Um, Kieran, Kieran, what's up with Scott Sinclair? He seems a little bit off the boil with an hour. Is that just is that just me? No, he has he has struggled to kind of um, put in performances that we were used to last year, where he was kind of really taking the game to the opposition. Um, I don't know if it's maybe a case of players have now the opposition have now caught on to Sinclair's game and the way he plays, um, or again with a couple of teams, it's teams have been quite organised and quite kind of they've been sitting in, so there's just there's not as much space for Sinclair to move in, uh, and also the well the way the game the game plan plan seems to go nowadays, is Sinclair seems to move in an awful lot now because Tierney is just. Performing so well, Bombing. so he's at times it's almost if at times we should be playing Tierney as a left winger because he's getting that far forward constantly. Yeah, and Sinclair's then having to move to allow him to be such an attacking force, and it's maybe hindering Sinclair's game a little bit now. Where at times Sinclair likes to get the ball and running running with it, but then if Tierney's also pushing forward, the two of them are kind of getting each other's way out, out, out in the wing. So Sinclair's having to kind of yeah move in a bit more out the way. Do you think t- you know someone made a comment? Uh, I think it might have been Michael Stewart uh, yesterday on Sports Scene that Sinclair isn't maybe taking as many risks as he did. This is for anyone. Like I'm not doesn't just necessarily specifically for Kieran, but like he's not maybe taking as many risks as he did. He's not driving to the byline. He's not. Maybe it's a li- maybe a little bit of a confidence thing because confidence has been mentioned in the past. He doesn't, or is his game just kind of changing because of how Tierney's playing? I think I think last season Sinclair was more direct. Yeah, you know, and he, he I think he was more seen as like the the main man when he when he came in. He was like you know star player. Give the ball to Sinclair, he'll do something. Whereas that's kind of changed a bit. I feel as if the whole the whole team have, and hopefully this isn't a, a sign. Of, hopefully it's not going to get worse from this point. But you know how sometimes where it's just you know passing the ball about at the edge of the box, side to side, waiting for an opening. I mean Lennon done that at a time, 
um, Dyla done it as well. And now it seems as if we're kind of getting to that point with Rodgers, where the team is, you know, camped in the opposition half, outside the box, passing it from side to side, waiting for an opening, rather than playing a kind of... Not, not direct style as such, but I want to see Sinclair taking players on in the wing. Whereas he doesn't, he seems to be coming less of a winger yeah, as that's, time goes on. That's kind of the he point. Constantly I'm making, coming inside. Yeah. Obviously, he's got to do that to make space for Tierney to then overlap. But he's kind of not playing to his own strengths. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you look at, you want to say something? If you think about now, if we're if we're playing an awful lot of games just now without a striker, Sinclair can't kind of play as a winger to either cross balls in or play passes in the way because. Forrest doesn't really know how to play the striking role and it's been shown a wee bit just now that he's not making the runs that strikers like Griffiths would do and other players when players are playing with a striker they kind of get an idea of what kind of runs the striker's going to make especially with Griffiths you kind of get to know what kind of movements he's going to make and that makes it easier for them playing a pass but when you've got Forrest up there who's not a striker they're probably trying to train him up as much as they can in such a short space of time to be a striker and make some of the runs which at times he's not been able to do. Um, so with Sinclair, not, with that, Sinclair might not be wanting to play as much as a winger and having to kind of play the ball into the middle and have a strike and stuff. I think it's just a shame just now that um, Atkinson's so, so young. See if Atkinson was another year or two older, I feel he would probably get used if he was maybe 19, 20. I mean, he's what, was he 17, 18? Just on 18? He's, when he scored that goal, he was 16. 16, so that was, that just, was last year. So he's either just 17 or he might have been 18 I mean, he's at this still point. very, very young and I think Rodgers has been very wary about putting him in at a game yet because the odd home, I mean, the Kamal game could have been perfect. A cup game made a lot of changes but didn't I, I think I think Rodgers has made, made the point that he's, he's he'll, he'll make starts now and then but he's not going to be relied on. They're not going to put pressure on him. They have to rely on him. And I think that's that's obviously smart. You know, yeah, but, he knows but he's at doing. least give him one start just now to see what he can do and help. He's, um, he's 17. He turned 17 in March. Yeah, so, I mean, right. he's just so, so young. It's a shame if he'd been two years down the line or if he was two years older, I feel that he would get a couple more games this time. Like, yeah. you see Ralston's get one or two games so far. Uh, the boy Miller as well. So, when we've not got a striker, we should be maybe giving him a game. Like a cup game. Well, that's it. Um, Boud, Kira makes the point, and Lou makes the point about Sinclair drifting in. Um, obviously, that's to kind of stretch, you know, pull players out of position so that Tierney can overlap, and we can, you know, we understand that. Um, how much are we missing Dembele now in terms of physicality? Because what I've noticed is um, Griffiths is, you know, Griffiths and Dembele, I don't know why people keep wanting to compare them because there's absolutely no need to compare them. Um, it's like comparing Paul Lambert and Stelly and Petrov, two central midfielders, but with completely different skill sets. Do you know what I mean? So from that point of view, stop comparing that. Compare them if you want. Listen, who am I to tell you not what to do? But the fact is, <clears throat> we get into situations where, you know, putting the ball into the box isn't... Like, th- there's a certain way of thinking that everything needs to be on the deck, but put the ball in the box... Get in the mixer. Get in the mixer. Sometimes you know, you know, vary your play. There's absolutely nothing wrong with with actually. I'm not talking about long balls. I'm talking about literally. Tierney consistently puts in uh, scintillating balls into the box, um, and very quite a number of times are not kind of picked up on. Now we know that's because it, it, currently we don't have you know a, an out and out striker or number nine. But Dembele does more than just. 
be a fo- as, as more than just a focal point. Are we underestimating the importance of runs from a kind of striker and the physicality aspect? And should we be varying our play a little bit? Because because this comes down from a question of um, we've got a question which I'll get to in a second where it basically says how are we going to keep breaking how are we going to break down these really tough defenses yeah and it's a problem Celtic have had for a long time you'll have new managers come in maybe change things and we get a wee bit of luck but eventually teams you know see how we play and just park the bus um, if we're playing well that's the tactic. Um, and that's where we got a lot of the just getting outside the box and passing it side to mm-hmm. side, which is frustrating to watch. But yeah. Um so I we do need to vary what we're doing. I think that's football. You you always want a little bit of variety, otherwise you're far too easy to read. Missing Dembele, yes, he's a great player, but as you said, although he's different, Griffiths is frankly a phenomenal striker, I don't think. Um we miss Dembele in the sense that oh, the only other option is Griffiths. When Griffiths is out, obviously, we need somebody else. Whether Danny Ings is the man to do that job is Oof. another question. But Oof. He's brought it up. He's brought it up earlier than on the rundown, so that's really unprofessional for a start. Yeah, read the small print in your contracts. Um, You're the host. <laughs> Shit, that's an excellent point. Uh, Danny Ings, does he... S- Let's see Danny Ings. Now, he scores for Liverpool on an under-23 um, match... Or at the weekend, let's say he's recovered from his injury, and let's say we're going to, you know, we, we've been told that he comes in and he'll ma- be match fit, you know, after you know a couple of games. Would you be would you be happy with Danny Ings, Louis? Would you see him fitting into your plans, or would he literally be just in case? Because the idea of supporting two injury prone players with an injury prone player. I don't necessarily know if there's a lot of logic in that, Louis. McCathbot. <coughs> I think if if you were to bring him in on a loan... Because um, the rumour is a six-month loan. I think that would be perfect. I don't, I don't see why not. Um, I, you're going to have to make it aware to him that as soon as Dembele's fit, Dembele goes back in, Griffiths is always going to be on the bench. If there's a need for two strikers on the bench, then he'll be on it. And you got to hope. Oh, that look at Kieran's wee ratty face. He doesn't think that Griffiths is going to be on the bench. You hope, you'll hope that you get him. Like you can't guarantee him anything, but I think at this point in time, you know, in a way, he doesn't. He doesn't really need to be guaranteed a start every week. I mean, he's he has got a point to prove, and he'll be wanting to go somewhere where he is going to get a chance to prove himself, improve his fitness. But he's only twenty five, so it's not as if he's like you know. An, an older guy who, you know, with a lot of experience and all that sort of thing, he scored goals in the Premier League, but his injuries have been, have been, obviously big ones. But I think it'd be worth it. I think a, a six month loan, why not? Just you know, as cover, just as cover, just as yeah, a sort as of backup. As long as he knows it's it's as backup, you know. I think that would seem a bit kind of counterproductive from his point of view, though. Um, yeah. Thoughts, Kieran? Would you be interested in a, a Danny Ings loan for six months if it becomes available? Um, <clears throat> if there's nothing else available, then yeah, why not? But it's not, I mean, he's been out for what over a year, a year, a, a year, yeah, yeah, and he's only played one game so far. So it's still quite a bit of a gamble. Obviously, how long is it going to take him to get up to match sharpness? Yeah, and um, if we were to join, we, we wouldn't risk him against the Stanner for that. Are we then <laughs> going to risk him in some of the league games to get there? I'm not too sure because obviously we still want to continue. Yeah, we don't want to win as many games in the league as we can. 
So we don't want to start gambling by giving somebody. The, I mean, you'll get like some appearances here and there, and that helps them build it, build it up. I mean, by doing that, how long is that going to take? It could take a month or two, and then all of a sudden he's going to be back in January anyway. The thing is, though, he, he probably fits one of the three profiles of striker that you're going to get if you're going to bring in a, a third one. It's either going to be somebody really young, somebody really old, really old or, or somebody who injuries. needs game time and yeah. is, isn't going to bitch and moan if he's not playing every week. Yeah. You know, and he might. I mean, I'm sure one day he's going to go to probably a. a a lower down team in in the Premiership, and he will score goals. I mean, let's, he's, he's let's, not really a, a Jurgen Klopp type striker, though, is he? Let, let, let's not question that the guy. Just to use the word pedigree, maybe is a bit much, but he he did score a lot of goals for Burnley. Um, Liverpool bought him on the basis that the, he was going to come in and be their kind of number one, maybe not number one, but he would come in and he would fill a gap. Um, it's not worked out for him that way, unfortunately. Because I like the guy. I think he, he seems like he, he seems like a genuine sort of guy, and he he he, he got his kind of dream move to Liverpool, and it's went a bit sour. So that that's unfortunate. But I think he could, if if he's willing to come and maybe bide his time, then then maybe. But as as you know, you you've both made the point clear that we'll have to wait until there's a striking position open. Now Griffiths looks like hopefully Touchwood will will get to Astana, but if Griffiths is recovered now, then we still have a, a hole we have to fill, in t- in, you know, in terms of if Griffiths comes off or Griffiths gets injured again. But the idea of relying on a guy who's coming back from a years out injury, what happens if he breaks down again? No, but the only thing is, he's a is he a better option than having Forrest up front? Yes, because he's a striker. So if he's fit enough to play, then he's a better option than shoehorning someone in that doesn't naturally play there. That's that's what I think. Right. And the, the other thing is, I fully fit Danny Ings who is Matt Sharp in scoring goals in the English Premiership, did we have a chance of getting him? No. No. And see if his name, first name is Harry, um, his name would be uh, Hings. Uh, Boud? I agree with that. I think, as you say, there's, there's a question about his fitness, and that's down to uh, Rogers and his team to look at him and say, is, is he fit enough um, to come in? It's a six-month loan deal, so again, we don't have several months to get him up to scratch. But... Um, as Louis says, he's a striker, so it's better to have someone who's naturally an actual forward playing that role than James Forrest, for example. What he can also do, and you're talking about Griffiths, hopefully now that's him fit, but as he's our only striker, if we've got games at home, say, where we're 3-4-0 up at half-time... Could take him off and give him time. Exactly, and we're protecting Griffiths. How, we, how do you think Forrest has done up front? I... I, I as Lou was touching upon, I think you see a huge shift in the entire team when Griffith's an a, a natural it's more balance. comes on. It's more it's not, yeah, it's not a huge criticism of James Forrest. He's, Should be. He's not. Should be. But he's he's not. That's not his role, and he's not played it very often. So considering that, do you know what his role is? Right? Do you know what his role is? What's his role? His role is um, not at, at Celtic. That's harsh. It's not. It's very harsh. It's not. James Forrest. Can we all agree? No, we can't. We all disagree. Oh, no, I'm scared people are going to tweet us on Twitter and say, I like James Forrest. You know what? See, if you like James Forrest, stop listening to the... Fu- no, actually, no. If you don't like James... No, please don't. Keep keep listening. Um, no, uh, but you, what, what's your nah. problem with James Forrest? Um, James Forrest <laughs> is... is <laughs> Kieran, do you think he's pish? 
I don't think he's performing very well. Oh, look, look at the eyes. He's got fire in his belly, this guy. This is a guy I'd stand behind, unlike you. You would stand behind and hide behind Kieran. As you were threatening to stab me. Um, but, but Kieran, um, opinions on his kind of... Is it just his form or is it his overall... Do you think he's had too many opportunities? Cause oh, he's, pe- had, he's had a lot of opportunities. Um, I think he's now getting in the whole style of a conference player. That he needs to build conference uh, for him to actually to start performing. You need to perform to build that, so he needs to get involved more. Because sometimes you can see, um, I think it was a, I can't remember what game was. I think it was a Hearts game. A lot of the start, a lot of movement was going down the left hand side and not the right, and it was not going. Tierney uh, and that's a problem. So you've got Tierney going there. Always predominantly left sided though, because we get Tierney and Sinclair there. Yeah, and everything goes through there because you've, I've noticed as well more that. Um, Lustig doesn't get forward as much. Now, I don't know if that's Rogers saying, do you know what, Tierney goes up enough uh, enough as it is, you curtail how often you go up. Because he goes he's up occasionally. And not to say he's an old way. man, but he's less than long. What, 28, 29? Who? Lustig. He's 30. Is he 39? Yeah. But, um, but the whole thing is... By the way, James Forrest scored the goal to take us into the playoffs. Right, okay, we'll get to that in a second. So, Again. He's not, he's not having that. He's not... You well, know. He, was, he, was, he was very poor in that game. Let's be honest. Let's not kid on it. Listen, it, it was an, it, he scored the goal against Carrigandy as well. The fact is, see James Forrest. He, for whatever reason, he splits opinion. People love him or people dislike him. There's not. There's very few people who go. Ah, James Forrest is all right. You either are on the very. There's a pro camp for Forrest. He's all right. Huh? <laughs> I mean, when Paddy Roberts comes back, then he'll be in. But that's he's. Paddy's, let's not go there. Yeah, we'll, we'll come get back to that. Let's prepare. Let's prepare. Um, but my point with 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 Forest is it's like a pro camp and an anti camp. There's not there's not a lot of middle ground. Kind of similar to Samaras. A lot of people used to get in Samaras's back and you, for no reason. Now don't get me wrong. Samaras, look at he's doing his face yeah. again. Samaras. There was pro Samaras and then there was idiots. <laughs> this is this is why you're here. You're yeah. back on. You're back in the good books. Um, but the, the fact is, Forest for me for me personally. I don't think he does enough. Um, we talked about this on the, and the, you know, we talked about this on the the stats tactics podcast. We should go back back and listen to because it's, it's really really good, as well as last week because Chris Bowden was a terrific host. Um, about you know Lustig coming out and switch and play, and so we are always going to be. That seems to be what Rogers is kind of ideal kind of tactic is, is to start on the right-hand side and switch across as quickly as possible, almost to lull everybody. And it happened at the Rosenberg, maybe three or four games, where we lulled everybody to the right-hand side and then Lustig would make a switch or we would play the switch across. And therefore, because Tierney has more energy and he's just pace and he's just a fantastic player, you're, you're going to get more from that. So, I mean, that's... But can we, can we go on to Tierney now? Aye, all right. I was going to start, I was about to bring in Tom Rogic, but if you want to go to Tierney, that's fine. Right, let's go to KT. Let's go to your ex. I think he looks like a different different player altogether since he got that captain's armband against Kilmarnock. I thought that... That was two games ago, weird One game. <laughs> no, but I, I genuinely thought in that Partick Thistle game, that first half, I don't think I've ever seen him play like that before. The, yeah. the first half and then the opening, opening 15, 20 minutes of the second half, I thought he looked as if he'd grown up a hell of a lot. I, Physically, he looked a lot. He looked so powerful. He, I mean, that the fullback for Partick Thistle was having a horrendous time first half, but that one in the second half when he nips in front of the boy, uh, 
pinch the ball off him and then runs and has a shot himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I just feel as if because I was at the Kilmarnock game and I thought he was he was absolutely superb playing at centre half, captain captain and what the youngest back four that we ever had. Yeah, that's um, ex- that is exciting. And he was he was spraying passes about. He was commanding spraying, people, command dominating, taking care of business. It was, fa- it was fantastic. Yeah, no, but that that Partick Thistle game, especially first half, I think that was one of the best performances that KT's put in. Well, and he looks as if you could imagine seeing a couple of years if he keeps developing physically and all that in terms of more athleticism. No, well, that, I mean, it's going to be insane. But that's a smart move from. From Rogers to yeah, turn around and say, yeah, exactly. This is where you are. This is this is the level you're going to be at. You're going to be the Celtic captain, even if you're not. I'm sure he's put his arm around him and says, "Look, give us three years. Give us three or four years. You'll still only be 23 or 24, and then you go to England and you find your fame at the one of the biggest, like, you know, the highest levels. Go to a club that might get you to the Champions League final, and you'll go with all of our blessings. And I think he'll do off. that. Nah, I don't think that's ever happened. I don't he's staying at Celtic and he's getting to a Champions League final. How about that? <laughs> he's been told that he's going to be captain. Bowed. Um, when Bowd, when, Bowd leaves, when, when Brown leaves. Bowd's, when, going, uh, Bowd's going to a West Ham uh, <laughs> podcast next week. God love you. When, Good I luck. mean, when, when Brown no, leaves Celtic, Katie's, Celtic, Katie's captain when Brown leaves. I mean, that's essentially what he just said. Uh, Kieran Haddon, um, we've obviously got a big game going up uh, coming up on, on Wednesday, but... Talking about the Thistle game, bit on at centre half. Thoughts? Uh, he thought I'd done well until about the last five minutes. What happened he, in the last five minutes? Last five minutes. <laughs> I, I mean, he was just clumsy. He was very clumsy. Took the boy out. I mean, that was a penalty. Unfortunately, the well, say unfortunately, fortunate for us, the guy made the most of it. He flung his arms in the air. Yeah. Has he? If he's just crumpled to the ground straight away, it's a penalty straight away. Apparently. 100% because you see it, Biton does clip him. It's, it's, I initially thought Biton had, hit, had kicked the ground first and then followed into him, but you actually seen the, like, he's clipped the guy's heels. Those, yeah, I mean, that's because all referees um, are papists as well, so right. we've got that going for us yeah, now, apparently. It's, uh, it's the unseen <laughs> feeling in hand. But going back to what Biton has said, I have. The unfortunate thing with Biton is he can't tackle. He's never been able to tackle midfield for me, I don't think. I think he's too petulant a lot of times by some... Maybe his first tackle in the Champions League. He gets sent off. Aye. So, I mean, having... Aye. Aye, I'll take for, for having him at the centre-half, the, the, the pro of it would be that he's so comfortable with the ball at his feet, so he's able to kind of come out of defence, come out of defence with the ball. He reads the game and, very well. He reads the game... Be able to be, be, be able to, and the pass. I mean, you've seen the pass for Griffiths' first goal Terrific. against Hearts. I mean, that was fantastic. Tremendous piece of skill. None of the centre halves can do that. None of the centre halves are really comfortable enough with the ball at their feet. They've not got a lot of technique with the ball at their feet. Let me ask you this: Kieran, he can do that. He can step forward, but he can step forward and get the team pushed for even further. Could make that killer pass at times, which yeah. you can't get from that. Scott Brown can't quite do that either. Yeah, um, and it, it also kind of gets. Um, Baton can of help the team forward? Well, let me ask you this, Kieran. Is it worth persevering with him? Is it worth maybe him making the odd mistake, learning the position, and is that something you think, is that a position he could make his own moving forward, or is this just a stopgap? Um, uh, it definitely is a stopgap. Um, whether Rodgers, while using him as a stopgap, can maybe see something in him, that's, that, that could help because there's no position for midfield. 
we've got enough midfielders as it is. <clears throat> if Armstrong stays as well, that's another person in there. Yeah. I feel he's, he's just far too down the pecking order for that. Whereas centre half, we really only have the two plus Ayers and the young one, the youngster. So we do need another centre half. The Calker one seems to have killed off a little bit. I don't think Calker's coming. So now. I don't know if he's maybe thinking, do you know what? That could be the chance because uh, I think Bitton. I seen he was he was he was uh, mentioned in an interview that he's. I think he's planning to and happy to see out his contract. Now he's got three years left. He's because he. I think he's the opinion. There's no club bigger than this is going to come in for me. Um, maybe two or three years ago there was talk of him hitting the Premiership. I don't think he, if he's going to hit the Premiership, it's going to be a, down the bottom uh, relegation wise. And I think he thought to myself, why do I want to do that when I could just stay here play for? One of the biggest clubs in the world. In the Champions League. In the Champions League. Winning medals, which is the one thing Armstrong is not thinking about. He's th- he seems to be happy to maybe go and get that kind of back, bigger money, but get lost in the kind of bottom of the Premiership. So yeah. I think maybe if Bitterns come out and say that and say that I'm not planning moving, it need be the club to sell the club wouldn't sell him. If there's no offers for him, then we're with him. So why don't we just utilise somebody who could kind of transform into a decent centre half if we can but then how do you teach the art of tackling? You don't have to tackle. It's kind of the game, I suppose. Real Ferdinand never tackled. <clears throat> it's all about... The only guy who tackled was Colin Hendry, and that's because he was shit at football, and he made the initial mistake, and he had to t- make the slight tackle. Yeah. Um, so as you can tell it enough, like you said, that I did the game, and you don't actually have to put the tackle in, so... But Easy never tackled. No, I'm not comparing him to these players, but the, <laughs> the fact The greatest that, defender of all time. But he, never, but he never tackled. He didn't tackle. There's no need to tackle if you're a good enough... Because that's where your reading of the game comes in. Nothing is. I mean, you see nowadays when it comes to a lot of ca- a lot of cards, red cards, the minute you hit the deck, you're, you're, you're really putting yourself in the chance of yeah. getting the cards. I mean, so I mean, you know, it's in your feet and just just kind of usher them away from I, the I just want to make there. one point away from what we're talking about. Well, it's still, it's still in the same thingy, but it's Chelsea. When Gary Cahill made that tackle and he got sent off for it, which you should have got sent off for it, right? Because... It was a bad tackle. Alan Shearer actually said, now, I don't want those tackles to be... Those tackles... Yeah, it's a I red card. So. I mean, I don't... I mean, it was dangerous. I don't want... No, what he started by saying, I don't want those tackles to be outlawed. I mean, it's dangerous and he could have broke his foot. But, you know, it's a red card in the modern game. But I still don't want them to be outlawed. And I'm like... So you want people just to get fucking kicked in the leg? You fucking arsehole. Are we kicking Neil Lennon in the head like you did before? Please don't. I don't know. Um, Louis. Um, uh, well, I, th- I think I think Rogers made a bit, bit of a mistake. Uh, understandably oh. so, but I think. Um, yeah, I'm. To be fair, I've been calling for him to leave since last season. <laughs> yeah, that's. You're a unique and so Manny wanted Moyes. So. Aye, still um, does, I think, to be fair. Uh, no, I think he made a bit of a mistake, but um, you can understand why he played Beaton. I think he should have played Ayer. Um, Ayer's had more game time. He was sent out on loan to play centre-half to learn the trade of being a, a central defender. He's had more time playing that position. He's got, by hopefully, a big future. Whether it's, it's going to be at Celtic or not, he's... Up and coming, he's a youngster. He's someone that clearly we're we're trying to develop. I think he should have been put in rather than Beaton. The Beaton is good at home when he's got plenty of time on the ball. No one coming near him. He can play a pass like he did to set up the first goal against Hearts. Brilliant. But as soon as he's put under any pressure, he doesn't really know what to do. He doesn't know where he should be positionally. And he's just not very good at centre half. Now, fair I enough. Dis- I disagree you, with that. I, if you're I, gonna, I, 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 I think if you're gonna 
we've, we all agree he's not going to play midfield. So if you're going to keep him and you want him to be a centre half, then fair enough, he's 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 got to be trained into how to be a centre half. But I think Ayer is a is a better option. Ayer played very well against Kilmarnock, hardly put a foot wrong. Okay, and he was up against uh, the the. Guy Erwin, big tall guy, but similar, similar in terms of height as uh, Ayer, and Ayer dominated him. Um, he was come, stepping out of defence, playing playing passes through into midfield. Okay, well let me let me jump in before you you, you compare Ayer to um, you know John Terry or whatever. The fact is Ayer, I thought was had a composed game against Rosenberg until. Bentner intentionally moved into his, his moved towards Ayer and started noising him up, and Ayer got booked, and he potentially was in, a, in danger of getting sent off because a, a Bentner kept um, pressurising him. Now he's a young boy; he's absolutely going to learn. I think he's terrific. I think he's got a big future, but he still has a lot to learn. I thought Bentner in the second half of the Rosenberg st- game started to bully him. And and Kieran's doing an odd thing, so yes. Um, so that's, but that's why I think that's what I think Rogers is looking at, and he's thinking. Beaton almost cost us three points, but he's still, he was clumsy and shit at defending. Oh jeez, oh, he's went from being ah, oh, he's all right, he's not bad to shit. Just that was a penalty. Chris I mean, Bowes. surely we all agree that that was a so, penalty. Well, so there's, a, a, there's a few things here. Yeah, I'll make I'll make one point. If the referee didn't give it, it's not a penalty. Yeah, and that's um, something I've always stuck by. Especially, I well watching it, I first thought that yeah, it's a penalty. He's clipped them, but mm, there's an argument that <laughs> there contact, isn't there isn't. contact doesn't <laughs> contact does not mean it's a penalty. It, he, he technically, if you look at it, the striker is obstructing the defender. He's the one that runs into him, but uh, <laughs> so it should have been a penalty for us. But yeah, no, it was a penalty. And if he didn't fucking know about like a dafty, it would have been given <laughs> one. Um, but I agree with Lou. Um, Boom. So, tag team. <laughs> no, Bitton's done pretty well. I don't agree Bitton's shite. Bitton's did alright at centre-back when he's been there. He's not been hugely challenged, but... I thought, I, did, just, I thought he did well against Rosenberg when he came on in a really pressurised situation. I thought he was cool under pressure, I thought he took the ball out well, and he relieved pressure on his bye, and this is something that Kieran touched on, that his ability to find a pass... And his ability to come out with the ball, Ayer doesn't isn't that type of player yet. I just think the reason Ayer is so young and he's so inexperienced that I I think as much as Bitton is inexperienced in the role, Bitton has more experienced overall in these situations. And I think that as Kieran touched on last season a lot, um, what he's going on, he's going on experience more than necessarily raw talent. Yeah, and it, well, he does seem to be, and although we'll see against Astana, but that's the, there is there's definitely a there's a, a trade off there. You're you're going with somebody who's either played centre back, um, yeah, a lot more, or somebody with a lot more experience and experience in Champions League games. However, and as you say, he's looked composed at centre back this season when he's been there. But thinking back to the last couple of seasons, he has been anything but composed. Usually in Midfield, if he comes on for the last ten minutes, he's helped us see out games under Brendan Rodgers. But usually, the reason that we were all getting on his back was he just didn't pay attention to his surroundings and would be under pressure and mess up and give the ball away. But but that's, if, that's if, if Ambrose had great experience 
uh, <coughs> European football. The, the, the thing, the thing with the point you're making there about is there's a difference between being a centre half at Park at Celtic coming out with a ball and being in central midfield and not realising that you're surrounded there by is, two guys. But then, and again, I, do, I don't think anyone, if if you think Bitton should have been playing against Astana, I don't think that one mistake should be enough to turn it. But that's an example of them failing. I, I, and that was just... But, but the thing was, Pout, it wasn't, it wasn't just that one situation. The, the one... Um, the one earlier than that, when the ball came in with uh, Chris Dolan's header, they went over the bar. Yeah, and that was all because he was ball still, watching yeah. and walked towards that, that's a fair Yozo. Yeah, and Yozo was marking that's one point, point, and he walked towards him and totally left Chris Dolan behind him. My argument is, I think uh, Christopher Ayer, who's been playing centre half last season with Kilmarnock, Surely he's going to be more positionally aware in those situations than what Beaton was because he's been in the role recently. Well, and like Bowd makes point. Yeah, well, I was just going to say checkmate, Gal. I'm going to use your own words against you. Shit. I would rather a young Celtic player make mistakes and learn from them than some older player who clearly should have learned his lessons I, that I, continues I, I to ag- make mistakes. I, I, I fully agree with that. I, I, so I that's do. it, it's Ayer then. Boom. No, well, well, we'll get to a stand in a second, right? I'll make I'll make another point because um, I wasn't here for the last podcast. Jozo against Hearts, absolutely ripped when he makes that tackle in the box that he doesn't even get the guy. Our, 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 we have a backline that is prone to individual errors. That that's just what we have. So I would Ayer will make mistakes. Bitton might make mistakes. Jozo might make mistakes. I would still probably go with the guys who are a little bit more experienced. Long term, Ayer looks absolutely like the prospect that we all want. Ayer looks like he could be terrific. Right now, I would go with Bitton. And that brings... There there is a a certain element as well, though, of... And this goes for all of them. Centre-halves are a bit like goalkeepers. When they make mistakes, you notice it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Midfielders will make mistakes all game and you you won't... Give it as, as much credence. Yeah, exactly. Um, Kieran Haran, um, I'm looking at you because you're very handsome. I'm also looking at you because I want your thoughts on just on the Astana draw um, and your kind of how we approach. It's not, ne- not ne- even necessarily the lineup because we're at home first. How do you approach this game? Um, <clears throat> out of the draw, I, I was, it was a decent enough draw. Um, I didn't want a uh, bear shaver. Yeah, uh, this is a really tough team, and we did well to get past them because they went on to do quite well in the Europa League. Um, the Reich, Reich is it the Croatian? Yeah, that's the team. That, that would be a bit iffy because they're a bit unknown. I've never heard them. Ab- so Ab- they've they've not lo- they've not lost in like four years uh, at home. The only team to beat them was Aberdeen, who beat them three 0 and this is the first time in the league or they won the league for the last couple of years? No, this is no, I think they won this is the first time in the Champions League. So they'll be back in that unknown. Um also Sparta Prague. Yeah, and yeah. Started, yeah. Um I think um <clears throat> with the home game being first, we have to approach it um with the view we have to win the game. I feel that we can't really afford to go to um it's Kazakhstan, is it? Yes, I don't. I don't want to have to go to Kazakhstan chasing the game for a result because it's going to be tough conditions out there. Um, obviously, the heat and the humidity um, is really going to be hard. And if you're having to put in like um, ninety minutes of having to really get a result, 
Yeah. Then it's going to, I know we're very fit and everything like that, but I think it's still going to take a lot out of us. Of course, um, yeah. So I'd like to see us put more of an emphasis, emphasis on scoring goals and keeping a clean sheet. Now, everything, that's what you always want in every game. Um, What's more important, scoring goals or a clean sheet? Would you rather go to the away tie one each or nil-nil? I would probably rather nil-nil. Would you rather go... I, don't, I wouldn't want them having the one the way... Because with them having the way goal, we have to score. Yeah. Now, if you go over there, it's nil-nil. Scoring like it was Rosenberg, it could go, could have went all the way and it can go to penalties. Yeah. Or else, there's that way that... Uh, although it's there, you did, you can nick a goal and get it. There's always the fear that you could lose a goal and then you're having it. But we will obviously be... Whenever we, whenever, whenever we score, they will need to get an extra goal ahead of that. So... It's better being there nil nil than it is one each when they've got their way goal. Yeah. Um I feel as well I would be more inclined to play Rodic over McGregor. <gasps> oh. Because Rodic gives you more up up top. So he's he's very good with the ball at his feet. We can see what he can do. Um McGregor used used an awful lot for his his energy and helping to get up and down the field. Yeah. Now I know if we use Rodic, we'll sacrifice that a little bit because he'll not... Well, I mean, he does, does put in a fair shift. Um, He's a gazelle. I feel that pff, away from home, I would definitely not have Rodic. I'd go with McGregor. We'd have the three midfielders. Away from home, at home, you mean? Uh, away from home, I'd use... I'd, when we go to uh, go to Astana... You would use Rodic? I would use McGregor. Yeah, yeah. There, I'd have the three engine, the three guys in midfield. That's your engine, Can I be yeah. a bit more organised? But at home, I'd rather have a bit more creativity. With having Rodic, because Rodic can do that. McGregor can't create a lot of chances, but he can get on the end of a lot of chances because yeah. he likes to I get mean, past the striker. But I think Rodic does a lot better. He holds up the play much better than any of the midfielders we have. The technique, and we oh, we look at we watch him with some of the passes he can make, make the way he can keep the ball when he's taking three, four guys, he can get through them all. Yeah, um, Rodic is a match winner. Unlike we've seen at Parkhead for for a number of years, uh, Louis, talk me through your formation. Not necessarily how who, who's going to play, but I, I'd imagine that Rogic would be or Tam. I know people will say we say it wrong, but we don't listen again. Um, how how are you lining up, pal? Well, the formation doesn't really change much, does it? Four four two three one. Okay, so you're just going with the four two three one. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, fair enough, the The majority of the players, I believe, from last year are still there uh, in terms of Astana. That I think they've lost one of their best players. I've got um, some stuff I on Astana. I couldn't you. tell you the boy's name, but it's more the same coach, more or less the same players. Um, but there's still an element of the unknown. You still don't know how these players are going to perform when they get here. I mean, we all very much expect a very tough game because um, it's, it's the playoff. You're not going to get an easy tie. But I think you still have to... I don't think we can be going three at the back. Um, I think we should... You know, I think we need to be wary of, of uh, as Kieran says, we do, we want to keep a clean sheet. I almost think... I know there's a, the argument about how... Um, You'd rather be away first and then have the the deciding. Well, that's what you, home. That's what I was always taught. For, when I was for me, for me, I don't know about that. I don't well, know about that so much. I I hate getting pumped out in away goals. 
that's that's a killer. So see if they <laughs> score. I hate getting pumped out in away goals. Aye, that, that's I hate getting pumped out brutal. anyways, pretty. Aye, but, but away goals are a difficult one to take. I think in this tie, is especially if you're travelling distance, we're probably better because we will literally play at Parkhead and then we have to travel there. They're come to Parkhead. <laughs> No, but we'll play. We play at home, and then we have to go there. Ah, they're going to they, play they have at to, their home, and then come here. No, so they've got two journeys before the two games. So the journey to Glasgow, and then the journey back home. So they're tra- however many thousands of miles it yeah. is away from us. Ah, yeah, so do you know? What, do you know? I should have let you finish. Ah, it's, a, it's a fair point. But they have got a week to recover, so they also arrived. Still a big journey. Impact training times and all that. They also arrived today. Ah. They arrived today. Um, for the game Wednesday so I wonder if we're going to yeah. go out an extra day early as well we went out early last year uh, the last time we drew them and I think I think that's just acclimatised so you've got two days yeah. to yeah. Um, here's some, some thoughts on Astana or just not thoughts kind of an update on where they are they are seven points clear at the top of uh, their league uh, Karat Almaty or second, of course. They're seven points clear of Karat Almaty. You were mentioning that to me in the pub on Sunday. I was. It's, uh, you know, there are no mugs, Karat Almaty, so <laughs> they're doing well. <laughs> yeah, actually repeated that. Yeah. Without looking, you said it back. Um, so, in the last 15 games, uh, two defeats, one draw, and 12 wins. One of those defeats came against Legia Warsaw. So, in the last round, they played Legia. They beat them 3-1 at home, and they lost 1-0 in Poland. So in terms of where they are, it's you know only one kind of defeat, but it didn't really matter in terms of the actual tie. So some of the players to look out for, uh, Tomasov is a right winger. He's on loan from a- another club. I couldn't pronounce it, so I didn't write it down. <laughs> um, uh, Logvenko is the centre-back. Um, Shomko is the left-back. Um, the striker up front, who causes trouble the last time we played them, um, Kabanaga. Kab- 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 I can't, I can't say these names. Um, and to, to that's a change from usual. <laughs> the lads, the troops. Aye, and, and Tomasi is wanting aff, uh, and he apparently he was maybe going to go to uh, League One, but it's not been confirmed yet. So they've got players that uh, can cause us problems. Um, some of their highest rated players are in the attack in the final third. Um, we got a question. We have a question. Let me get to the question, Chris Bowd. I'm going to ask you the question. First part of the question from at Mark underscore Celtic. Is Lowell a wank? No, Lowell, Lowell. Lowell is a hero. Uh, if anything, when we hit 10 in a row, I would say Lowell's got more to do with it than Brendan Rodgers. So, or Ronnie Dyla. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Um, Bring your hate. I'll take it, Twitter. What at, have you got to say? At him. Um, <laughs> at the Chris <laughs> yes. Bowd. I'm going to back Bowd up. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to back him up. I think Peter Lowell... In in law we trust we trust. Tell me, I think if if especially with all the the shenanigans going on now with, with young Patrick, you know, had a good six months about like Armstrong, and everybody's losing their shit. Oh, you need to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you need to shut you the fuck down. Um, the second part uh, at Mark underscore Celtics uh, question: Who should start in midfield on Wednesday? So, as Louis said, you us four. We would dominate. I don't think we'll win. Um, Bowed to be at the base of the diamond. <laughs> I agree with that. Where's Maldini top on? Uh, who should start in midfield on Wednesday? If you look at 4-2-3-1, um, let's assume, let's hope that Griffiths plays. We know the back four. Well, there's debate on whether it's going to be Bitton or Ayer from your point of view. 
But it'll be one of those two. No. It'll be Ralph's going to right back and Lustig and centre back. <laughs> That's actually not a bad fucking thing. I've actually got one of those questions as well. But Boud, midfield. Yeah. Who's your midfield? Scott Brown. All right, okay, great. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, dude. <laughs> no, who's your midfield? Though? Scott Brown. Yeah, but who else? Oh, I don't know. We're not starting with centre. Uh, I mean, that, would that not be here, part or? of our team? This is just a question, so we'll start from... All right. So... Who would be your midfield? Because we've not talked about how the goal from um, Cham on against Thistle. Mm, Cham. Mm, Cham. Yeah, the goal that? from Brown. Um, aye. <laughs> 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 In no. Cham with the assist. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> no, I think mine's with my, my... I like to think of the team on the spot, so you're, you're throwing me here. <laughs> but I think my midfield would probably be fairly... Predictable. This is you thinking. This is the, I can yeah. see that. <laughs> this is me saying words. So saying words. Didn't I tell this you? This is my voice on TV. Yeah, no. Uh, Brown and Cham, and I agree with. Was it Kieran was saying earlier? Play Rogic at home, definitely. And McGregor away. Probably, I'll come to that. Depending on the scoreline and where, yeah. where we are. Um, would you all agree? Probably Brown, Cham, and and Rogic. Tam, hey. Tambola, Tamburino, the Tam Man, Tam Mister General, Tamington Steel. Oh, Tam for life, eh? Uh, okay, so that would that would be your your midfield, fair enough. Um, Sinclair left, Griffiths up top. top. <laughs> okay, well, so that so leaves Forrest or Hayes. Now Hayes is showing struggling a wee bit, performing. Hayes is not. Um, I, I I've mentioned I mentioned this before. Um, well, on Twitter that. Paul Hartley started the his Celtic career quite. He didn't really get off the ground running. Scores the goal against Spartak Moscow in the Champions League and goes on to have what season and a half, two seasons where he, he he was just he was excellent. Him and Barry Robson, but it did take him. You know, we signed him in the January. Um, he didn't really kick on until the kind of April May time. So what I would say is Johnny Hayes hopefully will come good, but it's going to take something. This could be the platform for him. Um, so, from that point of view, Louis, who are you starting? Hayes or Forrest? Um, I, I still think you, you start Forrest. Um, maybe bring bring Hayes on later in the game. Um, I don't know if, if maybe... Hayes seems as if it's all very complicated for him, like he's overcomplicating things. I don't know if it's because, obviously, there's a big change and he's, he, he's been asked to do more from Brendan Rodgers um, but it seems to me like he's not been able to get the best out of him yet because I think he's 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 trying to concentrate on too many things at one time that's a fair and, point and you know possibly that's the issue with Sinclair as well maybe it's been overcomplicated the, the system you know to a certain degree I think players have got to be able just to express themselves Um you know, not everything needs to be planned out every phase of play. Let him get the That's ball at his out, feet but, but and that... encourage him to go and take a man on. Because it seems to me a lot of the time he, he doesn't. He do, I don't know if it is if it's a confidence issue, but it seems to be that he he's constantly looking for a pass or looking to cut in and link with someone rather than trying to create himself, which I thought was his strongest quality at, at Aberdeen was the ability. For him, him on his own to pull something out take of the, the bag, take the game by the scruff yeah. of the neck. So I think, because yeah. he, he did, it, he did that against us a number of times. Um, but then he could be scared of 
feeling. Feeling it, yeah. Because he knows how how quick the Celtic support can get in your back if you're making if you're trying to do something and you keep making mistakes. Yeah, but it's also it's also there's out. there are better players who can take his but not not better better players at Celtic than Aberdeen, obviously. So if he was the main man at Aberdeen, he never really had to worry about his place because he was the main man. Whereas at Celtic, he's just part of a squad where he's not. So. If he fucks up, then he's maybe not going to, you know, will he ever get that place back? If Forrest goes on a terrific run, who, who knows? And I think that I think he's just a bit nervous. I think he's trying to do too much, kind of too soon within the kind of space parameters of the game. Um, what are your thoughts on his Chris? Yeah, I agree. I think he's a, a really good player. As happy we signed him, but um, I don't think we're seeing the best of him. Um, Louis probably right in so much as he is adjusting to a new system and he's probably been asked to do a lot more than he was at Aberdeen there's also maybe the element of it is a, a big step up I mean Aberdeen are the second biggest team in Scotland but there's still a big gap between Aberdeen and Celtic um, and he's maybe he's got to do more to keep his place at Celtic whereas at Aberdeen he was the man Yeah. Um, so that might be playing on him for a little bit and until we get to that point where he knows what he's doing and he can do it comfortably there's going to be a wee bit of uncertainty in his game um, just some match background Celtic are yet to concede in this season's competition um, the, ga- the ties against Linfield and Rosenberg obviously being um, 2-0 4-0 0-0 so we've yet to concede but, uh, but we've also scored 7 goals so that's pretty good Celtic's record in 6 UEFA Champions League playoffs is 1-3 lost 3 the victories were against Hapoel Beersheva uh, Karagandi and Helsingborgs. The defeats uh, came against Malmo, Maribor and Arsenal, which was a bastard that we were drawn with them in the first place. Celtic are looking to reach the UEFA Champions League group stage for a tenth time. It's quite a lot. Yep. Cool. 12 months ago, they beat Hapwell to get to the, this stage. Qualifying included the Brendan Rodgers side have lost only one of the last seven European games, which is pretty good. Going down 2-0 at home to Barcelona, and that was the last kind of competitive defeat we've had as well. And here's... I'm not going to bore you all these kind of stats, but here's the last one. Celtic have won just one of their last five European home matches, drawn two and lost two. So that's quite interesting. Um, You know, in terms of... We kind of almost know what we're going to get with um, Astana, in that they're going to be really organised, but they're going to break on us really... Quite quickly, um, if you do, you remember the goal that we conceded against them. It was the one where uh, Gordon headers the ball, and they kind of shoot the ball over. Aye, so it was it, it was quite it was quite a sort of freakish kind of goal. Um, but as I say, you know, from my point of view, what I would be expect, I would take a clean sheet now. I, I think I think I think a clean sheet is probably the. I would I I would maybe take a clean sheet over a two one. Oh, sorry, aye. I think uh, I probably So it's would. more important to give us clean sheet than score? I think so. I'd probably agree with you. Would you about or would you disagree? I mean, that that is um, maybe an extreme kind of... Obviously, we want to to win as many games as, as we can, but I just think this is such a perilous um, a tie and the fact that we've already played them can go, or go for us and go against us because they know what to expect from us as well. Aye, um... I think you're probably right about keeping a clean sheet. Uh, although, assuming we keep Griffiths fit, you would hope we'd be able to score over there. But 
But we, we are a much better team though now than Aye. what we were when we played them last time. I mean, if if they go into this game thinking that they're going to face the Celtic of last year, they're going to get destroyed. I mean, you know, Fade's doing something rude. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I I think if they get a goal, it's it could end up being a bit of a shootout and we need to try and make sure we're, if they score one well who's been periscoping while we've been recording <laughs> I was kidding um, no if, if we um, I can I can let you know that that towel um, there's a towel on the fucking door <laughs> who cares about that at least it's clean it is clean it's been freshly washed so it smells delightful it looks nice it adds a little something to the room um, go on yeah what was I saying <laughs> oh, I, I think it could be a bit. It could you know if they score one goal, we need to score a couple to make sure that we've got a good enough cushion when we go over there. Um, but I agree with you. I think getting a clean sheet is so important. Um, not that we, not that we necessarily play for it. Of course, I mean we need to go and attack the game and try and and get ahead. But maybe rather than always looking for the for the next goal, maybe if we can get a couple of goals, we should just try and contain it. Uh, Rafa, uh, Raffaele Bonacorsi who always tweets in thanks for getting involved as always man um, Kieran should we risk Ralston on Wednesday and move Lustig to centre back uh, no Ralston's not played enough um, at this level yeah, but again he's also look at KT he, he, against Fenerbahce I know but Fenerbahce was a like group stage it wasn't an actual yeah that's, well, that's another so good that's point yeah. there's the, pre- the pressure of because the, there's, the, there's then also the pressure as the longer the game goes, we're not getting a goal. We've seen it with the Rosenberg because the one of the Rosenberg guys commented on the fact that the, the fans turned, yeah, which kind of it actually gave them a bit more confidence. I think he said the fact of we're keeping it now, now the fans are getting in their back, so it's working in our favor, yeah. So you don't want that kind of starting to come in, creep into the game when you've got a young kid. Who I mean, he is immensely talented, and he he's go, he looks like he's going to come out and be a good player, but he's not really had to play. That. He's not had to play. That. I mean, to be honest, a lot of the players from last season, very, very I, I can't even remember a time when the when it was at a stage where the fans were getting in their backs because it had been such a just a a steamroll of a season. We were just constantly always kind of playing well and kind of controlling. Same bear shave away. Yeah, that was <laughs> terrific. Do you know what? I I would I want Aya to start centre half next year. It was all right, but I would I would do that. I would have Ralston right back, Lustig centre half before I'd have Beaton back centre half. Was I on the bench on Saturday and Friday? I can't remember. Yeah, he yes, was. he was. He was. So was Ralston. Um, Bout your centre half pairing. Is it going to be Beaton and Yozo Simunovic, who now plays for Bosnia? Yeah. And he's got a shaved head. Nah, and he calls Kenny Miller. Spit on IR all day long. <laughs> you've went you've went the reverse. You've 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 uh, you've you've put a swerve in there. No, I would uh, I think I'd go Yozo IR. Would you um, have there was a question we had uh, Ralston at right back and Lustig at I, I, I would be tempted with that. It's maybe just a little too early to be for Ralston. Ralston in there. Ralston. The, no, the he's Ralston an absolute meister. tank, he'll boss he it. Is a t- he'll, he'll boss it. <laughs> 
Um, I would have no fear of putting him in. Who, Ralston? Aye. Who, Ralston? No, Tony the Tank, mate. Tony the Tank, okay. Hey, listen. Bringing your le- level of creativity there. Um, I think the fact that Bitton played ahead of Ayer on Friday was a telling mark. Yeah, I think I think Bitton did. Because he was shite and almost gave away if a I, penalty. If, 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 Ayer, if there's up, a chance of Ayer being the team, he would have started. Because it's a league game, you'd think there'd be more chance of Ayer starting in preparation for, for Wednesday's game. But the fact they put Bitton in there... I'd say but then why did they st- why did they start higher in Rosenberg game? Two games, you know, one spitting, twice. Shy, shy. Is that the phrase? Crack on. Um, Chris Bowd, where did you get your shoes? So we pair of vans. Bro. I can't believe you've actually went on this this craze of buying vans. A pair of vans. You look like a fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Well>, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> was that instead of a musical interlude? Aye. Um, no, I'm joking. Chris, what do you think uh, prediction for the Astana game? Uh, you don't look I, like a dickhead, by the way. I think that's you look terrific. I know that I look like... <laughs> go on, go on. Men want to look like me. Women also want to look like me. <laughs> that's what I've heard. Uh, gender but fluid the, people um, also would... Would look at your look and think I could pull that yeah. off. Gender neutral. Yeah. I've got it all. Anyone? Yep. Uh, you know, bald beard. Nothing so it's gender neutral. Like that. Anyway, um, <laughs> did I miss the lineups? Right, <laughs> <laughs> went in the toilet. Um, you've done your midfield. You the back line die. So you you would go with uh, Biton and Biton and Joso. No, no well, I'm, I'm an <laughs> Ironman. Are you? Who are you playing up front? I am not, pal. Do we all think Griffiths is going to make it? Aye. Not a problem. I don't... <laughs> what the, where does the confidence for that come? Aye, not a fucking problem. Aye, I'm in the no, pal. Don't worry uh, about that. I, I am not K. in the no. <laughs> Just a good problem. <laughs> no one in the here is in the no. Um, hey, but aye, I think he's fine. Okay, well, let's, put it, okay, let, 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 let's change it up a bit. If, if Griffiths isn't fit, who do you play about? I yeah, get game over. Just <laughs> give them the three 0 victory. <laughs> just don't play the game. Game's a bogey. Like, Sorry, lads. Even though they're like, no, we'll still play your like, no three 0 No, we'll take one 0 No three 0 It has to be three 0 Yeah, I. I don't. I. I know he didn't work particularly well last season, but I still. Here think, we go. Here we fucking go. No, I, I think. <laughs> yeah. See if you're putting a, a, a midfielder or winger up there. I think Sinclair works better than. Rogic or Forrest I don't think it's great I don't like it um, but I Sinclair I would probably it. just throw Aitchison in just Sinclair the... tried it once and it didn't work he tried it more it, than once he tried that a couple of times last season and it, it didn't work it didn't right. work and but Sinclair Forrest like doesn't work and I don't think and Rogic definitely didn't work should we not have been fucking prepared for this Aye, Roger's it. What this podcast? <laughs> Aye, well that as well. To be fair, you're lying around like you're you're full you of. Actually, look, you're about to pass it. Yeah, which I'll, I admire. I'm just relaxed. Yeah, you look, you look like you're in a, a crack den. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, to be fair, <laughs> hey, listen, this is this is nice than your house. The periscope is it all? The periscope. You, look, okay, I'm. Uh, if my mother's watch listening, uh, I'm sorry about the towel. Um, <laughs> Like we've we've went off message, <laughs> right? Okay, so right, predictions. predictions, Kieran. Prediction. I'm going to go with quite. A, I'm comfortable. I think we could get two 0 I think we could get a two 0 That to be honest, that would be. I don't like, think Astana will be as organised the way Rosenberg was. I think Astana might. They're going to take more chances. You I think? I think they might take a few chances. I think it might not be in their. Well, I don't know them, but I don't. From what I remember, 
they didn't sit, they weren't totally organised the way Rosenberg were. There wasn't like two banks of a four and a five and kind they, of they restricted the space in between the two the two lines. They came out, they actually they actually kind of hit us in the counter the way that, that Rosenberg Which did. Which if they were smart and what happened last year, they might then change not do that. Maybe, maybe copy Rosenberg. So but they had, they had something to protect because they scored an away goal and they were all, at that point it was 2-1. So they actually had something they could say. No, well, we scored the penalty, which made it two one. What he's laughing at? I'm t- I'm saying football things. <laughs> just, just laughing at Bow's face. It's very funny. <laughs> I'm laughing at the stupid fucking trailers. Get them to fuck. By the way, fucking better than yours. Don't even know what they are. New, ba- new balance, pal. Oh, yeah. I'm going with the trend that isn't popular anymore. So. Fair enough. I'm good with Celtics fans. Uh, shut up. Not popular. You're a <laughs> disgrace. <laughs> Chris has just clicked New Balance, made Celtics st- uh, strips there. No, it didn't. Yeah, no, it didn't. I'm a Liverpool fan anyway. Um, <laughs> All right, Wolf. <laughs> Happy birthday to that dickhead as well. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that was really horrible. Happy birthday. You actually wish them a happy birthday. You don't, don't do that to many people. I've, I don't so, wish anyone happy birthday so there you go. for principle. I don't know what the principle I don't like wishing people happy birthday I think is the principle anyway Kieran um, right so you think 2-0 would be a terrific scoreline Low Dog Uh, 3-1 I think uh, see that's a bad I know that's going to this is going to sound stupid but that seems to me like shut up (laughs) I think uh, (laughs) 3-1 I want to keep a clean sheet obviously but with the uh, the high defense. probability that the donkey beaton is going to play at centre half, you I went think, from um, <laughs> like you liked him at one point. Do you know what I mean? You remember back in the day, aye, aye, when it was wasn't he popular to like him? Bequell me. Do you know what I mean? No, um, I it's three a bit one. on a bit off. That's about the fifth time I've used that. <laughs> <laughs> but I space it out. Oh, you really don't, man. I think you used it last week, if I remember. I used it at the start of the show, I think. <laughs> okay, but um, but what's your prediction? Three Wrong! That's not. It is. It's 3 0. 3 0? Yep. How are you going for 3 How 3 0? I, your header, opens the, <laughs> opens the scoring, and then Griffiths will grab a brace. Boom. Done. 3 0. Is over that the tie over, effectively? Game's a bogey for them. So they're like, aye, it's definitely... They don't even turn up for the second, like, Estonia and all that. Nothing to do. Nothing to see here. <laughs> don't even need to play Calmac in the second. <laughs> Calmac. Everyone hates that phrase, including me. So, but still use it, because it annoys people. Uh, we have Kilmarnock on... Is it Saturday we've got Kilmarnock? Saturday half twelve. Saturday half twelve. That's a... Would you, Kieran, let me ask you this, because um, we're maybe going to go and look at some other the, the results from the weekend, but would you maybe ring in the changes for the Kamarnock game? Uh, I wouldn't go wholesale like we did for the Cup. I mean, whatever team is going to be, is going by the Cup the cup performance, then I don't think Kamarnock will have improved that much in the space of 10 days. So and the fact they get beat by Hearts at the weekend as you well. Like you could probably play beat on it, it's in a half Probably play on goals, to be honest. They wouldn't they? They would do well. I don't think we want to, because we still want to put people keeping their match sharpness. We don't want to start giving people the whole weekend off, um, and then we need them back again on Wednesday, I think. Maybe one or two changes. If um, Tam plays on Saturday, he won't play, uh, sorry, if Tam plays on Wednesday, he won't play on Saturday, will he? What's that slander? No, because it's a plastic pitch as well, and also you don't want any risk of anything. And we'll be right, I think uh, they might go straight to the airport after the game, do you know what I mean? Like, well, then that means you need to put iron bitter on the centre half. 
what Yozo can Yozo be. won't Yozo's play. Bit, I don't uh, think Yozo has to play against anyway, Kamara. We said this with Lustig, with his dodginess. How many times has he played at Rugby Park? Yeah, but so I think I think I think the difference with uh, Rogers has said that Yozo won't play in the plastic pitches, but that worries me it's because a plastic pitch in Astana, exactly. But it's a higher level; it's more like so. How they got it right then? It's going to be Iron Bitton uh, against Kelly, aye? Maybe, but then does Ralston get his chance again? So that opens up. He's Ralston Daft. He's Ra- Ralston Daft. Well, we've seen he can do it against Kilmarnock. Is he? Your, are you just taking? Ayers should be playing because he knows Kilmarnock inside out, and he was our best defender last season. Are you taking Ralston as in, under your wing? Is he one of your guys? I'm under his wing. Have you seen him? It's a tank. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Louis, you, you rest a couple of people. Flying tank with wings. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. Um, I've. I, I would give Tony the tanker. <laughs> I'd, I'd start. The guy's made like four starts and he's already got three nicknames. Fucking hell! Triple um, D. <laughs> I'd play him. Yozo rest Yozo, um, and I maybe give Armstrong a farewell game. Uh, Armstrong on on the Armstrong um, scenario. Bow does he away? Do you think? And if he see if he's still not made his, his mind Was, up. But do, I seen a comment. I don't know how if it was actual um, like soundbite from Rogers, but he said that Armstrong wants to stay. Yeah. stay. They just need it sorted. So you've got to understand if he wants to stay, what they try to sort. What I said it being that penny pinch and they're not giving him a decent enough wage. No, what it is? Or is he really demanding a, a high wage? So I, I I have a source who told me that oh that told Ooh, me hashtag. that uh, no Celtic have offered them sixteen thousand pounds and that. West Brom, his his agent has been in contact with just to sound him out, which is still probably tapping, and they're willing to offer him forty grand. So when it said when he said Armstrong probably maybe Armstrong does want to stay, but he wants to stay for Premiership money, and that's not that, going. I mean, have they maybe went there thinking we can bump it up a wee bit if we can find it out, and then oh forty grand, didn't expect that. <laughs> Jesus, would you would you patch Armstrong like if he's not going to sign the deal? Would you just say right? You're not going to play, even even if we're not going to sell him, would you still? Or do you utilize him? Because it's getting, it's clearly getting to him. Even Roger said it. I think you can utilize him as would you stick a, as him, you need, but at the same time, would you stick got, him on a pair of vans and fucking fuck him up the road? <laughs> I'd only be sticking him a pair of vans if he was staying. That would be a sign of respect. And no, you give him that, no balance if he's staying, Paul. Because tell me, train with the development squad. Um, I think he's obviously a, a very good player. Um, but if we've got other midfielders, which we do, who are going to be here for longer, it's that old chestnut. Why would you play somebody who you knows? Yeah, he's, he's majorly messed this up. Who Armstrong? Aye. I don't think he has. Oh no, I, I think it's definitely his agent. But you, you can It's your career. He can get bossed about by his agent because his career right now is. On the downward slope because, as his manager says, he's been affected by it mentally. He's not been able to show his best as, football. Yeah, well, that's and he's not getting in the team. I get I, upheld, <laughs> sustained. Um, that's the, the the point that um, with Kevin, one of the cynics, we were having a few beers with him on Friday, and he says, you know, clubs don't scout you on what you did before; they scout you on how you're playing now. And Armstrong isn't in the team, and when he has been in the team this season, he's not played at his best. Um, so maybe maybe you're right. Maybe he's maybe not handled it as well as he could. I don't think anybody's handled it that well. Celtic only do Celtic do as much as they've got players out with a wage structure. They're still trying to keep, you know, a hold on. They don't want to be, you know, 
ridiculous money going out the door Wisely. every week. Being wise exactly. about it. So, but if you don't like that, then off you trot. Get your but get your vans and fuck. Those things where you see how he's fucked it. In Cham, <laughs> no, but it has because In Cham has been brought, brought in as a direct replacement for Armstrong. We've spent four and a half million pound on him. From what we've seen so far of him, he is actually possibly a step up in class of Armstrong. You're never going to play In Cham and Armstrong in the same team because of the very similar type of player. So Armstrong's fighting him for a position, which is going to be a losing battle by the looks of it. Can I change my midfield for Wednesday? Oh, for fuck's sake, who are you bringing in? In Cham and Armstrong. <laughs> Probably logic. <laughs> You're putting Brown in the sidelines, aye? Well done. Aye, chip. Um, <laughs> right, okay, so just looking at kind of the results from... F- in fact, one more question from Aidan Ritchie. If we fail to get Patrick Roberts, who should we sign? A, Robert Snodgrass, or B, Robert Snodgrass? About. Um, C, Louis McCaffrey. Boom. You just couldn't think of another I footballer. Think of, a of another footballer in <laughs> like the world. Any it's not even about the position, it's just an other footballer. Um, Go think of another footballer who's not a Celtic player. Chet Charnley. <laughs> that's. Okay, you got me. That's that's true. Um, what do you think? Snodgrass? I think Snodgrass. No. From, no. no. I, I don't either. I, I, I think he's. A, I think he's just a bit too injury prone now. I'll tell you why. I think we should sign him. You tell me for why. Yep, I'll tell you for why. Snodders. It's a good name. It sounds like Snotters. Yep. Is that so you can say Snotters and um, like not feel... I don't know why you'd feel guilty about it. <laughs> I, like, I like Snodgrass, but... Yeah. yeah nah, it's, uh, we don't need him. It's gone. It's gone now. But if we don't... We're not We're not selling Paddy, let's face it. It's not happening. It's just not happening. So we hopefully the club have got other people... In mind. In mind and, li- and lined up. Well, that's Derek the boy. I can give them a list. Derek the, bo- uh, the boy, Miz, do you think we have a backup option in place ready to go if we can't strike a deal with City or we are all in Paddy or nothing? Um, See, the thing that annoys me... I think, I think they'll have other options. Then how the thing that annoys me that, that now is it's, it's as if we've not been preparing for this transfer window. Like, I know Brendan Rodgers says it's difficult to get players of quality at certain times and all that sort of thing, but see if we end up getting to the end of this window... And we've not got, you know, because he, he said that he wasn't going to sign a centre-half, then we're linked to this South African boy. He said we're not going to sign a striker, and then there's talk of Danny Ings coming in. Now, obviously, it could just all be speculation, but he did say after the Partick Thistle game that he's now reconsidering whether to buy a striker. It all seems a bit late in the day. Surely, a club like Celtic... And, well, and and the the amount because Brendan Rodgers has said in the past about how the January transfer window was so important to get players in before the the qualifiers. He didn't do that. But and then at the end of the window, he said, "Ah, oh, well, it was difficult. It was too hard to get players in." And now it seems as if we spent all that time as a club here, not Brendan Rodgers, but as a club. You know, we've not prepared effectively enough for this transfer window. And fair enough, we've we've signed two first team players really. Johnny Hayes and Cham. But Hayes isn't... You wouldn't put Hayes in automatically ahead of Forrest. He's not at that level, at a clear level above. And Cham is different. He is a starter. He's gone straight in. But it kind of feels as if we're kind of pissing in the wind and we don't quite know what we're doing. We look as if we're floundering a bit. Menu as well could be something he's obviously not quite there. No, not yet. Wrong. But just in Stick the point him in a of pair of vans and yeah. get him to fuck. That's what um, I say. <laughs> Seems to be my new catchphrase. 
I thinking about whether or not there's a, another player in place. I I probably think it's more likely if we can't get Roberts, it will be Hayes and Forrest. He might have other players in other positions, but I think Brendan's the kind of guy that does want to buy. I wait on something. He wants to buy the right player. He doesn't just oh, I need. No, he's not going to take someone in. But how do we not know how the, who the right player is? But now, but but see, I would say I don't think these things aren't easy, Lou. We're not waiting for somebody to it's refresh not. the transfer listed database. I mean, exactly. You don't just that's in fantasy bids and. But go, go see, you're looking at technically we're looking to buy squad players. We have a first eleven that. Rodgers seems quite strong. It's just injuries. See, the, if see, you look at Griffiths and yeah, Dembele, the fact is, no one, no one thought that Griffiths and Dembele would both be out injured at this point in the season. Two centre halves are out injured as well. Yeah, the, the, we have had, we have been one. unlucky with injuries. I think we had Eric Yozo, Boyata. Those were the three that were fine for those two positions. Ayer is your boy coming in, who's maybe going to play ten games. We shouldn't be looking at Ayer being a first team starter right now. It might be the making of him, yeah. and if it is, kind of Ala Kieran Tierney, terrific. It, it might be the making of Ralston or Miller, or you know, if anyone gets an opportunity, it's about taking the opportunity when it comes to you. But some of these games that were this Astana game is just going to be but, pressure. But we're, but, ta- f- but we're talking about trying. We're trying. We're, we're talking about trying to do something in Europe. You, you dominate domestically, you win the treble unbeaten. The next stage for everybody is European football. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers and he has to do something. Quality. You might be happy with our first 11, but no doubt we can make it stronger. The, the other I, thing I'd say about the, the striker situation, although, yeah, I, you wouldn't expect them to be injured. I think ideally if you play one striker, you'll have two strikers and a youngster to come in. Yeah. He's not ready. He, he, Clearly, he doesn't think H is ready, so we don't have two strikers in a youngster. We've got two strikers, so then we we need to buy somebody. Oh, maybe you get another youngster for somewhere. You can't just go out and buy a third player who have, may have a decent bit of quality that's going to be third choice. When you play one striker, he may never get a game a season. Yeah, the thing is, uh, uh, but we've got two, we've got two strikers who are consistently injured. Aye, but it happened seven times that, last season. But is our is our, is our first eleven that what you would deem our first eleven right now? Is that good enough to play? Group stage Champions League football and have a serious hope of progression. Uh, well, uh, last season, right? They're all fit. La- last last season, we were as much as it was a learning curve. We were un- uh, unlucky. I mean, Manchester City home and away, we drew. Um, Mission Gladbach, we should have won the away leg with the better opportunities at home. Mission Gladbach, Gladbach taught us a lesson which we'll learn from, which is good. And Barcelona, are Barcelona. So I, I think. Depending on the draw, our first 11, I would be comfortable with if it was uh, Yozo, Eric, not even, not Eric, Yozo, Boyata, um, Lustig, Tierney, Cham, Brown, Rogic, Sinclair, Roberts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want Patrick Roberts. After the Champions League group stage last season, we all in this podcast said, we don't need major changes, but we need a few and extra Cham, bits Cham, of Sinclair level quality would take us to the next level and Ch- we would Cham, Cham coming in is, is clearly a player who's going to have a lot more influence he's a guy who looks comfortable on the ball he's a guy who wants the ball biggest issue that I can see with it with Armstrong for example Armstrong Armstrong's passing is terrible he gets into the right positions at the right time. He's got a great strike on him. His timing of runs is great. But see, when it comes to simple passing, he give he gives the ball away. A perfect example would be England against Scotland on the edge of the area. Get rid of it. He tries to play the ball out, and it's such a terrible pass. It goes right to, right to whoever the 
the, the opposition. Um, one of these English guys. One of these English guys. But the fact is, um, Chams came in, and that's an, he's an improvement on Armstrong in central midfield. So that's one improvement straight off straight off the bat. Aye, but th- but that's what I'm saying. That's that's one added bit of quality in we'll two transfer windows. Right. You're not go- you're not going to put you're not you're not going to replace Brown. Brown's going to play. Sinclair's going to play. Then Belly's going to play. Roderick is probably going to play. You're only really looking at one centre back and it's because we've Roberts lost Roberts. Yeah, we do need to replace Roberts. There's, there's three positions in the back four that realistically you can get a better player in there. I, I, no matter what you say about Lustig, his positioning and his uh, experience are pat. He 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 came up against Neymar and Neymar didn't better him. People say pace. Okay, so Neymar doesn't have pace. So Neymar doesn't have pace, He's telling me Neymar doesn't have pace. 220 million euros worth of no having pace. That's what (laughs) Neymar is. That's what Neymar is. But um, anyway, just um, like we're we're right at the end here. But thoughts on the Hibs game? Did you all watch the Hibs Rangers? I only saw the highlights. Kieran didn't want an asshole. Louis? Uh, I I watched sports scene and saw the highlights, yeah. What Um, did you think of uh, the game in general or like from the highlights because of extended highlights uh, well from the highlights it looked as if obviously um, the Rangers came out and uh, came out the traps flying as you would say um, it seems to be the the, the the tactic seems to be try to steamroll people within about the first 10 minutes shocking all it's one, it's one thing that true but how many times have we wanted Celtic to do that come out and start the game well we've, we've often talked about that in the Glasgow it, derbies that that's what they always do and we Sometimes we take a bit longer to get into games, but we're no shite. We're no shite, we're and that was the thing. They had a good, uh, by all accounts, I was listening to it on the well, listening to open all mics, and they had a good fifteen minutes, and then that was it. After that, Hibs dominated. Um, obviously, they had a, a man advantage, but Simon Murray, he's I think could be top goal scorer this season. Simon Murray, um, I remember. I remember when he kind of came off the bench for Dundee United. This was maybe two years, uh, two seasons ago, and um, it, I instantly liked him. And it wasn't just because of his hair, because he's got right, right. No offense, Kieran or Keith, right ginger hair. I don't know why you'd be offended by that, but still, right ginger hair, and it really stood out. And I remember thinking, this guy, because he came on about three or four times as a sub and uh, put himself about. Um, but looked looked like he had something, and he's just absolutely hit the ground running. And again, we only saw, I only saw the, the, the highlights on sports scene, but he was at the centre of every piece of attacking play. Um, he seems to link up well with Stokes, um, and it was terrific. Should Stokes have been sent off? Absolutely, he hooked him. It, not even, not even. He actually hooked him. The one where he puts it around his neck. Aye, but yeah. he, he gets a he gets a hook in. And then he he sc- and then he wrestles him to the ground. And then and then the other incident when he has Jack by the neck. Aye. it was insane. What Jack is sent off for? A head. He headbutted him in retaliation. So Stokes grabs, grabs him, him by, by the, the neck, throat, by the then, throat, and then, and then he he, he, he he lets go of him. But then Jack, they kind of have a wee altercation. Jack sticks an at him. Jack of all trades, am I right? From a Jack took. <laughs> and they're, <laughs> they're going to appeal the red card on what grounds? Can they appeal? I, I he was provoked. Well, to be fair, Stokes does grab him by the throat. Yeah, you don't head, but no, 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 no. There's I'm no way he can get away with it. No, 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 no. He They're d- just no. doing it for fan appeasement, as usual. Fanny appeasement. Because <laughs> they're fannies. In it. In, you into that, by the way? I agree. Agreed. Um, yeah, we're at, out of time now. <laughs> uh, Stevie May signing for Aberdeen. Terrific, Kieran. Can be, yeah, if they can get back to this. is 
Well, he did well up here, so this could help him get confidence back by playing at a level that he knows very well. Yeah, it's just as long as he recovers from that knee injury, it's, oh, a, it's, a, big, it's a tough one. Part. Number uh, choice is fantastic as well. Yeah, me. Um, 83. 83. Um, terrific. That's the when they won the Cup Winners' Cup. Uh, Hearts Kelly, Bowd, your thoughts? Uh, aye. <laughs> big cut Broadfoot getting sent off for pulling somebody's hair. And the guy gets sent off as well. Aye, because he, he turns around and el- elbowed him right in the jaw. No, I, I, that, that should be, that's a public service elbowing a guy like Kirk Broadfoot in the jaw. Isn't it? 90 minutes I think does not condone violence. I would do. Aye. Aye. Right, yep, yep, 90 yep, minutes yep, not, not violence, but... Just um, elbowing Kirk Broadfoot in the jaw. Aye, aye. If he pulls your hair, aye. Aye, if he pulls your hair. If he to be fair, got it coming if he pulls your hair. Aye. I would know. What would they do if he tugged your beard? Oh... You wouldn't see it coming. Shocking all. Throw an egg in his face. Couple of vans right in the fucking boys. <laughs> pair of vans to the coupon, pal. Drop kick. <laughs> what? I drop kick him. Right in the boys? No, in the face. With the vans? With the vans. Jesus. Van to the face. Aye, van. Van, damn. Shut up. <laughs> Michael O'Halloran. Michael O'Halloran. Let's, let's go there. Um, he looks like a completely different player. Scored on our two goals, one of them an individual lovely bit of brilliance. Three goals in two games. Um, you do wonder why Kashinia wouldn't have looked at, you know, sat down and looked at his player. Kashinia just doesn't seem to be a very good manager, frankly. Um, he, he, cause, because. O'Halloran never got a chance under Warburton either but that's because you know that he went to the pre-season thing and you know in Belfast was a bit upset oh, uh, that yeah. they have certain affiliations came home of his own accord and that before a boss kicked he's, he's I in mean, trouble it was as if that was a surprise to him going to Rangers I know it's a shame it's, a, it's, a, it's as if it was a surprise about I'm saying shocking all <laughs> you've, you've just literally the last four comments you've had have been shocking all Right, he's shocking orange over here because he's ginger. <laughs> Why is everybody being such dickheads to each other? Hey, you started it. Fuck up, Louis. Right, um, we are the ninety minute cynic. You can, if you want to listen to our podcast, uh, check us out on iTunes. Um, if you do a search for ninety minute cynic, um, please subscribe and a positive comment would go down. How would it go down? Like, oh, like a pair of hands. A fresh pair of vans. It's like opening morning. up that fresh pair of vans in the morning. Um, terrific. So if you could follow us, at, subscribe and leave a comment, that would be great. We're also on speakerspreaker.com slash the 90 minute cynic. All these links are available on our Twitter feed um, at 90 minute cynic. We're also available on Facebook, facebook.com slash 90 minute cynic. If you go to 90 minute you can get the latest edition of the supplement and all other editions. Um, terrific, um, just terrific journalism, terrific skill, terrific, terrific skill. Great skill. How would you describe it, Louis? Say shock it all. Shock it all. <laughs> there you go. Um, shock and awe. It's like opening up a fresh pair of hands in the morning, isn't it? I think we're done. <laughs> I've done about that, and me too. Um, no, so speaker.com slash the 90 minute cynic, 90 minute cynic.com for the supplement. iTunes, um, if you search for 90 minute cynic, subscribe and leave a comment. We five stars, we five stars. Um, gonna actually do it, but I gonna please, good, that'd be great. At 90 minute cynic is our Twitter handle where we pump out all these leads. <laughs> We, we pump out all the leads. Um, leads? <laughs> Not leads. Um, links. Links. 
Like, you know, like a French pair of ads. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Bowed. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. It's been uh, quite shocking, quite awful. Uh, awful being definitely the. Kieran, the ha- Kieran Haran, thank you for your professionalism. Uh, I was good for up to the last five minutes. <laughs> thank you for your professionalism, Kieran. Louis McCaffrey. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm <laughs> laughing at. But thanks for having me. Eh? Um, we, I'm Chris Gallagher. We are the 90 Minute Cynic. And. <laughs> Happy. <laughs> Shocking all. But they don't really let you come. What they say is for yourself. Get out of your way, slap your hair with a jacket, let's inside your head. Not stumps, not stumps, not stumps. Fuck off!